You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody. It's Ken Davenport, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to the Producers Perspective podcast. You're now listening to a special mini-series, the Producers Perspective podcast live from the pandemic. These are recordings directly from the Facebook Live series. I started during the coronavirus pandemic where every single night I interviewed a Broadway luminary and chatted about what they were going through, how they were dealing with it, and what they expected Broadway and theater to look like when it was all over. So join us for this very special episode of the Producers Perspective podcast, live from the pandemic. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, it's Ken. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, and I hope it's pulling back the curtain on this business of Broadway. If you're looking to learn more about what makes this industry tick, go to my website, kentdavenport.com, and sign up for my weekly newsletter. I'll send you one email a week, one article about what I'm seeing, trends, insights, marketing ideas on what's happening on Broadway right now. That's kentdavenport.com. Hope to see you there and in your inbox. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We're getting the band back together. Get the boys who rock to rock again. We're getting the band back together. Rock in the face of a place that remembers when some parts from the sun. Are you ready for our guests? Are you ready? Hi. Hey, hi How are you both? Hey, everybody. We're great. What else are you are you doing up there? Uh, what are you doing to keep any projects going? You both are constantly working. Are you doing anything? You you both very creative. Yeah, we're, we're doing writing. what we can. I mean, you know, um, I 
I've been lucky to have an, a second life in um, in lit uh, in literature. So I I have a series of um, books that I'd written, which has uh, gives me like a a, um, a door into publishing. And so I'm working on another novel um, this time. So my my previous novels are for middle grade, which is 10 to 14 year olds. Um, a series called The Backstagers. If you're looking for something to read, you can find it on Amazon. Your 10 to 14 year old during this time. Mary, I always did audiobooks that are really delightful. Um, Mary will put the link in the... So you can listen to it if that's better for you. Um, but now I'm working on a YA, which is, you know, a little older, a little more mature. Um, so I've been, I've been writing, which has been good. Um, so tell us about, like, because I think a lot of people are struggling to be creative during this time because, frankly, the world is, like, exerting a lot of pressure. A lot of people are just like, I don't know if we'll, I'll ever get back to normal. Mm-hmm. How do you get up every morning, sit down, or whatever it is you do it, and do you have a routine? Are you writing at the same time every day? What are you doing to break? I should, and I imagine that I will once. So (laughs) (laughs) books, when you're writing a book, um, you can just write to write, and then eventually you you like submit a portion of that book, and then um, it will go under contract. You get like a deadline and an advance, and if you don't turn in the rest of the book on the deadline, they will take back the advance. Um, So it really lights a fire. Um, and so once that happens, I'm really good about writing every day because I have to, because like someone will come and take the money that I've already spent on my rents. Um, if I don't give them a book at the end of that time, but, um, I'm, I'm ahead of that step right now. So it would be better if I like had a routine and wrote every day. I know a lot of writers that do this, even when they're not under contract, just to stay creative. However, because this is sort of my second career um like i'm not a career novelist yet um i don't have that kind of discipline yet so i really kind of have to wait to be inspired which is not a good thing to do if you're a creative person but that's where i am right now i'm i'm sort of being gentle with myself in this time and like there are some days that i'm super productive and i write all day there are other days that i just play final fantasy all day and i don't even think about the book um this is true and uh that's important to me so (laughs) And Michael, are you playing Final Fantasy with him? I'm not. I, I, you know, we have wanted to have his have his own private. Uh, that and I, the world's worst at video games. So, like, I can't drive a car on Mario Kart. It's like, don't. It's horrible. Um, but you're another dual career guy. So you've you've been very successful in two things, just like Andy. So what are you doing now for the? Are you working on directing projects? What are you doing? Yeah, any pro- I've got some projects um, that I'm working on and trying to do some some pre-production on. You know, who knows if they will happen? You know, so it's sort of this like it's like Indiana Jones throwing out the pebbles and walking across the abyss a little bit. It's like, well, I get you know, well, let's work on the design. So I, you know, I have a lot of meetings with creative teams on projects that may or may not happen in the fall. Um, and I am wrote a script, a television, a, a film script, ten years ago, and I have been revising that with a friend of mine. And she's in LA, so we work for at least like an hour and a half a day. I'd say probably. Yeah, you've been you've been better than me. Have you done any of these virtual readings? Have you done any, either of you? you? Done anything on Zoom? I did a um, I did a rehearsal for what was going to be a live uh, reading of a of a new play and. Yeah. It's there were such difficulties that they've they canceled that, but now we're going to. I've gotten an email that we're going to go back into like virtual rehearsal and then do like a private 
virtual reading for the theater that was going to do this play. Like the, the theater was going to do this play, then everything happened. And so then the theater was going to do like a live stream of the play to the public, like that anyone could watch, but there were so many characters in it. And it's like such a big play and a long play that like in the rehearsal for that live stream, we were like, this isn't going to work. So now we're going to like have like four rehearsals over zoom to then do like a private reading just for the theater. So that, in hopes that you know they'll do the play when when everything comes back, but um, it's it's tricky that Zoom reading thing. It's I we watched the Jason Arm Brown uh, live stream, his subculture live stream last night, which I thought was like a triumph technically. And I, having done that reading previously, it was very clear to me what a triumph that was and how much work must have gone into that because it's really hard to get these things to work and to be exciting and not just like feel like you're on a weird call with your aunt, but that you're watching something theatrical and that you're an audience member and that's the thing you're watching because it's all kind of egalitarian. And I've been trying to actually develop something that I'm, I can, I can talk about here and maybe pick your brain. Cause I, I want to like every, you know, everyone feels like, well, we should be creative. We should be like trying to figure this out and, you know, artists need to make things, you know, but it's also important for artists to like receive things too. Mm -hmm. So I would say if you're like, watching this and like oh my god i haven't like written my screenplay yet or like whatever like that's okay like somebody you, you might need to like actually learn how to cook like maybe that's what this is maybe that's what you can be doing or you can actually or like, like watch all those criterion movies or you watch the things that can inspire you so i think like wherever you're at is where you're supposed to be but i have been this was inspired by some friends of ours own an inn nearby um they it's an inn in a restaurant that we love and they moved from brooklyn a few years ago and started this inn they have two kids and now their business is like completely decimated because this is like mm -hmm. peak season for people to come stay with them and so i wanted to try to figure out a way to raise money to like save their business so i'm trying to do that and create a theater piece alongside it so that we house the company of the theater piece in quarantine at their inn and present a dance, a nonverbal dance theater piece that is site specific in upstate New York that the audience drives in to see and never leaves their car. So I'm working on setting up a Kickstarter page currently to raise money to do this too, that will employ some actors and give them food and housing for two weeks and 250 bucks, which is not much, but at least something that they can like sink their teeth into and to really help try to give some revenue and keep this small business alive in, in my town up here. Drive-in theater. Like drive-in theater. So you, you get like a pin drop on your phone and you would drive to that point and then press play on a Spotify playlist you got sent and then a ballet might happen around you, around your so, car. So here, this is the, the comment that we please post. I will. I, will. I, I, I haven't finished it yet. I, this is all brand new. So it's probably a bit premature for me to talking about it, but yeah, you're literally the first people. This is the first, you're the this. first people to hear about it, but I think it could be really exciting. And it's a, you know, um, way to make something interesting and exciting. And, you know, I often think that when you have constraints on something is when you can do your best work. Like, no, you can't have more than, you know, you can't sit next to someone. Okay. So, and I don't want to do a Zoom reading, hate to say it. Uh, I, I find those completely, I don't want to stare at a screen to watch theater. I want to 
I want to see people. Uh, so working on that. Well, it's not surprising to me, given your work on spring and on once of this island to want to do something that people would say, oh, that's impossible. That's very difficult. Uh, but it's so unbelievably unique. So make sure you do give us that Kickstarter because we'll, we'll put it in the blog and we'll let people know about it, of course. And it just seems like the next extension of the type of work you do, which is so immersive in nature or breaking boundaries between where that audience begins and ends or if it's just theater all around us, frankly. Yeah, I think there's something to this. I mean, we're going to have to figure out something. I think Broadway is going to, you know, will be like kind of the last piece of the puzzle is like getting people to sit that close to that many strangers. Um, so in the meantime, what can we make? Where do people feel safe? Because you don't want your audience thinking about something else, whether that be like, is that actor wearing a wig? Or am I going to get COVID? Like, that's not what you want your audience to think. You want them to feel safe and feel secure so they can really give themselves over and live and project themselves into the story or whatever piece of art they're seeing, which is why people like love TV is they're like, I feel safe on my couch. Yeah. I feel safe yeah. in my parked car with the windows up too. I'm thinking about how often people cough in the theater. Like oh, you know, yeah. you're at the theater and you're like, how I've never Especially heard during the quiet so scenes. many coughs in my life. And then like, what's that going to be like? What's the first cough in a theater? Like when we're finally all back? Like I worry about, I worry about that and about yeah. how people will react because you know, when people get scared, they, they get violent. They, they don't always react well. Yeah. So. If you're doing Arthur Miller, an Arthur Miller play, you're screwed. Like this is the thing you have to do like big loud rock musicals or forget it for a while. Yeah, exactly. No, no pinter. That's for sure. Right. Poor so pauses will be ruined. Andy with your, just your actor hat on and Michael with just your director hat on, you're both doing a Broadway musical and they say, Hey, guess what? Good news. We're coming back tomorrow, but here's the thing. It's only going to be 25% of the house is going to be full and you're going to see there are going to be spaces in between everyone. Do you want that or no? Would you say, yes, let's do it or no, let's just wait until we can get everyone sitting next to you next I time. mean, I'm used to playing, you know, half full house at 10. So um, <laughs> I, <no>. I, <laughs> I, um, I, I would say that I want that. I mean, I, I am the person that could, we were just talking before we got on the stream about like, Will, even once we know that it's reasonably safe to be in a theater, will people have the confidence to go sit in a theater? And like, will, you know, even once once Cuomo says like, we're all allowed, will the audience actually be there? And I was saying, I have faith that they will be because I know just me personally, I'm so eager to like get back. Like if I, if I get an antibody test and if I know that I can take personal responsibility for my like mask, my hand hygiene, my health, and go and take some amount of personal risk to like sit in a theater if I know that I'm healthy and I'm not putting anyone else in danger. I would want to do that because I am so hungry to like get out and get back to my life and get back to the things that I love. Um, so I would say if I was an actor, I would love, you know, whatever version of, of, of theater is allowed to happen and then incrementally until it's back to what it was and what it should be personally. And I'm, I have a show that might be happening this fall. We'll see around Thanksgiving. And yeah, if we have to sit six feet apart, let's do it. Let's do it. You know, I think the type of work we're going to be making and the types of shows you might see and the type of theater that we might be moving toward, it's going to be different because it's like, you know, maybe it won't be so many like 
movie adaptations because like we can see the movie at home. So like, what is really gonna get me to go to the theater to have an experience that I cannot have at home? So what, Michael, you're obviously such a great interpreter of, of revivals. Is there a revival, a classic play or musical that is on your hit list to do? Oh God. Um, I've been lucky enough to do two of my favorites with you, Ken. Um, I really want to do Oliver Cabaret. Cabaret? I really want to do Cabaret. Get Ready World. I, I mean, like, I, I want to do Into the Woods. I want to do the Sondheim show. I want to do every Sondheim show. So, working my way through those. What if we did them all in rap? On a unit I mean, set. sure. Be fabulous. Great. Let's do it. On a unit set. One set and you'll watch it from your car. Sondheim we'll place. do it in a car. Oh, I love that. A moving car. <laughs> Andy, a role for you that you'd want Michael to direct you in. Oh, um, well, Cabaret. I really want to play Cliff. I've always wanted to play Cliff. Um, yeah. I would want Michael to direct me in um, Big River because... We, it's a show we've both already done before. And so I think we would like, similarly to the way we work together on Spring Awakening, we would, we both have such ideas about the play. It would just be like a really fruitful thing. And I know I'm a little old for it now, but I have this idea that, you know, it's like he's already, Huck is 10 years old. So like anyone playing Huck is too old. So you just have to like commit in kind of that Celia Keenan Bolger way that like I'm a child and like we're doing this. And um, oh, I really want to do Secret Garden too. Sorry, I'm just bringing that in. Speaking of and you got fans, right? You done. You did the. It was the first show I was ever in as a kid. Who who were you calling? Mm -hmm. And he was fabulous in that in that um, World AIDS Day concert. That was World AIDS Day, right? Or was mm -hmm. it actually um, in like 2006? Was yeah, it? with like Laura Benanti and Steve Fussball. And... Michael was gave a legendary wick in in that. I concert. saw the final dress rehearsal. Probably on YouTube. I'm sure it is. Yes. Yes. Uh, what does the show Broadway in the World needs to see on stage? Do you think we will need want more comedies? Do you think we will? What What will the appetite be after all this is over? I think the appetite will be, if not purely like escapist broad comedy, I think we will have an I know me personally, I have an appetite for something uplifting and joyous and beautiful. Like I would be glad to cry in a theater, but like, cry from beauty and like and like the joy of being back in the world like and i being human we were we were watching the today show the other morning and like they were all in their little zoom bubbles and talking about covid and then all the commercials somehow now all of the corporations in the world have like whipped out this covid content like really fat i don't know how but every commercial is like we're all in this together and we're all you know like and everyone's like washing their hands and clapping for the people. And I'm like, I'm so, I get that we need to talk about this because it's the most important thing in the world right now. But I also, when I turn on the television, like I want anything else right now. Like I'm so hungry for just like a show about, about, you know, the things we like about life that that's what I think we'll be hungry for. So like beauty, life affirming, uplifting, and like comedy is always good, but even like, but I don't want like, banal tragedy i want like i want like operatic tragedy if i want tragedy you know banal tragedy banal tragedy mood andy it's very banal andy baker tragedy. banal tragedy thank you both for spending some time with us i really appreciate it take care both of you stay safe up there we'll see you both soon bye everybody thanks everybody for tuning in yeah stay safe
Thanks again for listening to this very special episode of the Producers Perspective podcast live from the pandemic. If you enjoyed tonight's episode, do us a favor and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And hey, while you're at it, leave us a big standing ovation review, will you? And check out my Facebook page at facebook.com backslash Ken Davenport for more live stream interviews just like this one. Except on the Facebook page, you can actually see our faces. So check it out at facebook.com backslash Ken Davenport. We'll see you there. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.